Welcome to DC Collecticast, talking action figures and collectibles from the DC Universe. I am your host, Benjamin David. Today we have part two of our New York Toy Fair DC Debrief. For part one, it was I who debriefed our guest, Carl, from the Play With It podcast show. Uh, that's at Play With It podcast show on Instagram. Since Carl was unable to attend New York Toy Fair this year, I broke down my DC coverage and my experiences at the fair. Uh, we covered McFarlane, DC Direct, NECA, and LEGO. And again, those were my interviews from the fair. So for this week, for part two, we're going to flip the script. Uh, it will be today's guest that fills me in on the DC toys that I missed at New York Toy Fair. Our guest returns to the show for a second visit. We have Khalil from CastersCorner.com. That's Casters with a K, Corner with a K.com. Khalil fills us in mostly on Spin Master, uh, but then also we talk Imagine X, Mezco, as well as further commentary on McFarlane and DC Direct action figures. We hit a good amount of uh, blind bags, and then the topic of store availability for a lot of what we saw at New York Toy Fair 2020. Again, stay tuned for live interviews here at DC Collecticast, and subscribe to our Above and Batman Beyond podcast as well for even more Toy Fair coverage. You can find that show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other pod places. Again, that's Above and Batman Beyond. Finally, don't forget about all the video coverage we have from Toy Fair this year, including my interview with Todd McFarlane here at DC Collecticast, and also our video from NECA on our Above and Batman Beyond YouTube channel. The McFarlane video and all of our DCC videos uh, are on our Comic Book INTL YouTube channel. That's, again, Comic Book INTL. Subscribe to that for more coverage to come from the fair. And then again, also our Above and Batman Beyond YouTube channel. You can find the show you're listening to now on iTunes, the Anchor app, Spotify, and more pod places. Again, we are DC Collecticast. Subscribe, rate, review really helps us out on iTunes. Uh, we are at DC Collecticast on Instagram and Twitter. Find me, Benjamin David, at Benjamin of David on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, feel free to DM us or email us with questions for a Q&A on the show. I want to get that going again. Uh, and again, we are at DC Collecticast and BatmanBeyondPod at gmail.com. That's BatmanBeyondPod at gmail.com. Uh, we are part of the CBI Network at ComicBookINTL on all social media as well as uh, YouTube. Uh, don't forget to check out my writing at Collectible506.com. That's collectible 506 Com. Again, my name is Benjamin David. Got a bunch of Toy Fair coverage coming up and all the stuff that we're talking about today. All going to find it on collectible506.com. Hey everybody, this is Todd McFarlane. Got the DC Multiverse and you're listening to DC Collectacast. All right, so we have Caster's Corner back on the show. Uh, Khalil from Caster's Corner. Say hello. Hey, how you doing? Awesome. Thanks for coming back, man. We got uh, Khalil back for a DC debrief from New York Toy Fair Part 2. I did a DC debrief uh, Part 1, meaning I debriefed uh, Carl from the Play With It podcast. He's at Play With It podcast show on Instagram. Um, obviously, it is a podcast, so look for his stuff. Great show. And um, it was kind of a flip of what we're doing today. So last episode for Part 1, I debriefed Carl on what my coverage was for New York Toy Fair, um, obviously, on the DC side of things. And today... Uh, Khalil's going to do the same thing, but for us. And uh, one of the main reasons as well is because I uh, only got to do about 50% of the coverage, maybe 75% of the coverage that I wanted to do because I, I wanted to be at Toy Fair for two days, only got to be there for one. So uh, specifically Spin Master, Imagine X, uh, and some other DC stuff that Khalil did get to see, and I'm jealous. So uh, Khalil gets to uh, throw it in my face today. <laughs> I don't know if I throw it in your face. I'm just happy to share what I what I saw. And what took a no, I'm just at. kidding. That's yeah. Because I remember passing the Spin Master booth and being so jealous. Uh, but 
Yeah, so thanks again for coming on, man. Yeah, not a problem. So how was your show? I'll start there, I guess. Yeah, no, my show was good. I, uh, I think because uh, if I could have been there for two days, it would have felt a little less hectic. Um, but because I only had one day to both scope everything out, know where everything is, kind of get the logistics down, as well as do all the coverage, uh, you know, plan out B-roll and exteriors and intros and all the stuff I have to do for a video as well. Um, it was a lot to do in one day. But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I think I've just gotten better at conventions in general. And as crazy and busy and tiring as this was, it was still um, much more manageable than I think uh, past conventions have been. And especially, it, it's Toy Fair is always more manageable than Comic-Cons because Comic-Cons are total chaos with fans, whereas Toy Fair is a beautiful utopia of <laughs> just press and industry. So I love it for that reason. Yeah, no, it's a little more professional and we get a little more time with things and most of the time we get better shots, better pictures of things. So that always helps um, making it feel a little bit better um, than it had. Uh, I am just now uh, like sitting down and and doing a lot of the work. I had kind of a hectic uh, week last week, so Uh I got home and didn't really touch much uh just because of circumstance and so sunday yesterday and today has been processing uh and editing all my team's work uh and i'm finally going to get to my work probably tonight and tomorrow so we should have everything up by friday so we're that's what we're pushing for but all right well i'm glad things calmed down a little bit and you're able to Get on. I mean, you know, life does get in the way of toys, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. You know, when you've got a day job and, and an aging dog, it, things kind of spin out that you don't expect. But um, oh, no. I hope your yeah. dog is better. Yeah, he's okay. He's just he's an older guy, so he's you know doing his thing. But um, but yeah, I, I think I think we we finally met in person, so that was nice. That was a nice piece. Yeah, that of, was so nice. Um, to kind of put a, you know, I, I think we've seen each other on social media, but like to, you know, actually be in person was nice. Um, and then talking, you know, about your schedule there and, and talking equipment and stuff. I thought it was a, um, I always enjoy that piece of it. Uh, I think it's something that, uh, a lot of sites don't do. I think Toysha's and, and Dan at AFI and you and a bunch of other people, um, that I work with, it, it's nice to see, see people in person, uh, and yeah. share. I think that that's a big piece of it where, you know, I was happy to, I've done this with a few other places that I said, you know, if you need help, let me know. And, and coming on your podcast and, and talking about what we got to see, uh, yeah. at the booths that you didn't get a chance to go to. Um, I think it, it just breeds this, uh, positivity, um, and, and this, uh, collaboration that I think just makes us all better, at what we do so yeah yeah totally agree i mean that's the big advantage that's the big kind of draw of these uh conventions is to not only be on the ground as press is on unfolding but to also get that opportunity to meet people in person where anybody can get in contact now you know yeah out of person so to do that in person uh it i i agree like take full advantage if you can yeah for sure so what do you what did you see 
that yes. you have questions about or that you're excited about. And I'll kind of take you through it as we kind of see your excitement level, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, to cover what I did see, and then again, we'll fill in the blank. So I did see McFarlane. I did see DC Direct, NECA, and Lego. So what I'm most intrigued to find out from you, I mean, I definitely would love to hear what you thought of those things as well. Um, and you mm-hmm. can... You know, comments on them, whatever, or talk about your coverage. I'm sure there's stuff that uh, maybe you saw that I didn't know and or, you know, everyone mm-hmm. has their own perspective. But, like, Spin Master, I really want to hear about. Um, I know you covered Imagine Next. Uh, they have a lot of good DC stuff. And then just whatever else stood out to you uh, Toy Fair-wise for DC. Yeah. Um, so I personally didn't see Imagine Next. Um we had a okay. team that kind of covered. Uh, so I saw the pictures remotely. I was the one posting them, but I wasn't in person. I think the back gotcha. cave that Imagine X had, uh, we put up a video of it, looked absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, giant, stunning, comes with you know all the villains. Um, they're jumping into the blind box market with the slammers. So that's an interesting take. I've always been a fan of the line. I know you're late to the game. I know Dan kind of from AFI got you into it or yeah, put I'm it on your radar. <laughs> and uh, I, I've I've held my it's it's been a line that I've kept at arm's length just because um, I am not a person who can do things in moderation as far as toys go. So I've always known that if if I get into that line, I will need every single one. Um, it, it happened with Minimates for me where Zach from Diamond sent over some samples at one point and I kept two of them and I gave the rest to other people And after I did the reviews and keeping two of them was just the door I needed to be opened that within a year I filled like a one of the big plastic, I'm not talking about the shoe box or the sweater box, I'm talking like the, the bigger um uh, plastic bins of mini mates uh, oh, wow. within a year. So, <laughs> um, so I know if I jump into the Imagine X line, there there is no coming back from that. Um, so, I, but I think their stuff is really cool. It's stuff that I wish. I guess I can say I wish they had around when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had superpowers and GI Joe and all that stuff, but uh, the breadth of character selection in the Imagine X line is insane and they don't show any signs of stopping and the play sets from the hall of justice to the legion of doom now this giant new bat cave with multiple play features and you can put all your bat suits and it talks it lights up there's jail breaks i mean it's just it is gorgeous like it's absolutely a gorgeous piece and it and it has like the skyline behind it which makes it even better um so i was really impressed with that uh they're doing like the larger imagine x size i have to imagine that they're like 10 or 12 inches they're um they're bigger but they've got that style Mm. um i think it's a cool thing for kids to kind of carry around instead of like a doll or a stuffed animal they can start carrying these guys around mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i mean I, they didn't have a ton i mean they had the uh slammers and the bat cave but past that uh, we didn't see a lot um 
Explain uh, the Slammers for us. So the Slammers, I believe, are are DC's or Imaginex Super Friends version of a blind box, where okay. you get a box and you slam it open, or uh, I believe you slam it open. You don't know what figures in there. And when you slam it on the thing, there's a little mechanism that pops out um, uh, Imaginex figure. Uh, and, you know, the, there are any number of them that are in there. I don't know if... Um, it looks like you rip open the top and the spring pops it up. Um, I don't know if there's a way to tell what's in the box. I don't know how much the surprise it is. I don't know how many you're going to have to get. Uh, they had a Batman, a Harley and a Nora or uh, killer frost or some kind of ice character um, uh, in the, in the box. So I think it's a cool feature. I think it's kind of fun. I think those are little fun things you put in, you know, Easter baskets or Christmas stockings, um, yeah, I, I love these blind bags anyway. I think they're going to drive collectors nuts, though, because they're boxes. So there's no feeling up for parts in these. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't really clear from the boxes themselves uh, whether or not uh, uh, there's a clear way to tell like who you're getting or like what theme you're getting. Because it looks like there's red ones, there's black ones, there's uh, white ones. And so... I think they're all different. Um, the characters might be different, so I, I'm kind of interesting to see, interested to see how they uh, how they actually work in in, in real life um, versus like the prototypes we saw. Uh, so I think that's fun. It's different, and I mean they're cranking out. I mean we just saw like a whole new wave with Cheetah and Wonder Woman hit shelves and Huntress and Batman and can't remember who else. Oh, there's a new Batman Beyond one coming. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> so there's a lot. I mean, there's I mean, it's it's the line to get into if you're a DC fan of any age, I guess. Um wow. Yeah, Mr. Freeze, uh there's two Mr. Freezes. There's a Joker, Harley, uh two Jokers, numerous Batman variants, Batgirl. It's nuts. And they all come with these yeah, these little cars that are part of the slammer thing. I mean, I knew there was the, like, I collect the, uh, super friends, uh, mm-hmm. blind bags, the Imaginex yeah. super friends, DC blind bags. And those are a blast. I mean, super obscure, like series six, the one that's currently out has characters. I literally never heard of. Some of them are super obscure, like the daytime, uh, Robin character. He's like a daytime mm-hmm. Batman now, but he was, he started off as a Robin character, Duke Thomas. Um, yeah right 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 yeah and like the signal is his name and the signal is part of series six and dr fate and the wonder twins it's like yeah super obscure yeah. it is it's it's great i mean it's it's what it's what i wish mini mates would have would have gotten to had they continued with the dc properties um but yeah no it's it, it's a fun line uh i think there's a lot for kids i think i think what we saw was at this toy fair for dc stuff is there's like this break right there's this maybe 10 and under that's like really really pumping out and then there's this collector's market um with a higher price point 
And I think that there's positives and negatives to both. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see how the competition is going to work because for over a decade, Mattel has been pumping these out in one way or another. And so now mm-hmm. McFarlane and Spin Master and Mattel and DC Direct are all vying for these different markets. And, and I hope competition breeds um, positive things. And I hope that it doesn't leave things on the shelf, languishing on the shelf, you know? So we'll see, I think. I think time will tell how this is all going to shake out. But we got three years to figure it out, so. Um, yeah, yeah, that's exciting to think about what he's going to do with that time. He, um, Yeah, oh, my God. Super exciting. Um, so, yeah, so then I spent some time in the Spin Master booth. And yes. I, I think... I mean, we, I wish we had more time with the brand manager. We didn't get a lot of time with him. He had a lot of interviews at that time. Um, we were able to ask some questions. I think, I think it was nice to hear, at least from a consumer standpoint, uh, we're getting a little bit of a break. So everything that's on shelf is what, is what they said. And then they're going to do a holiday push. So a lot of the figures that we saw on display, and I'll, and I'll talk more about them, um, all the new stuff, with the exception, I think, of the two packs, the DC two packs, which are Superman and Darkseid, Aquaman, and Black Manta. I think with the exception of those two two packs, I think everything else is going to be summer or fall release. Um, These are four-inch figure two packs? Yeah. Um, nice. And their major push this year, even though they had a lot of DC like universe characters, their major push or two thirds of their showroom for DC was focused on Batman. Uh, And with, with that, let me get to my pictures just so I can talk a little more specifically. Yeah. It's almost Uh, like spin master Batman is the thing that you look for at the store at this point over it's that Cape crusader line over most DC characters. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's actually, they're calling it the creature line. Yeah. The Um, creature chaos, right? The creature chaos line. So that's why we see in wave one at various stores, we have the killer King shark and then killer croc is, and man bat are the three creatures that they're highlighting and then going forward, uh, well, I guess they have Clayface too. And going forward, there's a few versions of Bronze Tiger coming, uh, both single pack and kind of one of those spring-loaded deluxe uh, play features. Um, and then um, so there's a couple Bronze Tigers, uh, another killer. Well, it looks like another Killer Croc, but it wasn't clear. Uh, there's a Firefly. Um, nice. Sorry, I'm just like scrolling through my pictures. Oh, um, I can't remember. King Snake, Cobra, uh, Cottonmouth. Um, looks more like Cottonmouth. Um, and it looks like from their setup, they didn't have a box sample, but Cottonmouth is going to come with a Batman with like an ATV, kind of like the Clayface pack. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Bronx. Bronze Tiger separate. Uh, oh, there's a Talon I see here. Yeah. So what? Talon, Firefly, another Joker, Catwoman, um, 
I mean, so they're going deep, and there's two different versions of Damien. One that looks more Tim Drake Robin, while the other one looks a little more assassiny, um, modern Robin. So there's mm. those different kind of looks for them. Um, we're gonna get a red Nightwing, um, uh, a bunch of bat suits uh, for sure that go along with this. I mean. They're, they might actually rival Lego in the different versions of Batman they're going to do. Oh. Um, Bring it. There's another Killer Croc with uh, different kind of hands. Um, I think what looked really cool uh, was the Batcave. So the Batcave they're doing is modular. So there are three levels. One that kind of is the entrance for the Batmobile. One looks like a jail and like an armory, and then another one, which is a computer tower. And you can flip it around and be a Gotham City street. Um, so there's the two sides, but each one of those levels, there are three of them, uh, pull apart. So you can have your own little play sets, or you can make the Batcave bigger, maybe, by putting you know one on a chair, one on a desk, one on the floor, so kids can really build up their bat caves uh, and make them a lot larger. I think that's a really cool feature. Um, they also have an injection seat Batmobile that we got to see, which was kind of fun to see in action where you, you put Batman in, uh, it's remote control, so you can drive around, and then you press the button, and then it shoots him out of the cockpit, so he kind of flies through the air. So I, I thought that was a really cool feature too. The launch and defend Batmobile. Yep. Figure ejecting RC. That is awesome. Yeah. And it worked. You know, a lot of times <laughs> when we see these things at Toy Fair, they're prototypes. They've been working a lot. No, this one worked. It worked really well. I was yeah. really impressed. And uh, this is different from, this is an additional Batmobile to yes. the, like, Sean Murphy Spin Master one that they've adopted as well. Yeah. And I think the other piece that I was really impressed with, um, the price points aren't crazy uh i don't i don't remember off the top of my head I'll, I'll admit i don't have the fact sheet in front of me but i don't think the bat cave was that expensive i think the black cave playset was around 50 bucks wow. um i know it's not more than 100 but i want to say it was around 50 uh the remote control might be a little bit more the car but um 50 for a complete playset. i mean we're going back to what superpowers used to be and I think that's the comparison this line's getting is a smaller scale line with so many different various characters that's pretty sturdy. I think this, you know, it's being compared to superpowers. And I, I think if we continue to get playsets like this, it, you can see the clear progression where like the two, the three and four year olds are going to play with Imaginex. And then the five, six, and seven-year-olds are probably going to play with this. And then when you get out of there, and either you give up your toys or you become an adult collector, you've got the McFarlane and DC collectible stuff. So I like the progression that we mm. see, these different companies kind of keeping, keep fanning the flames. And I know Toysha's took a look at these when they first came out or they were first announced. So it's like, Eh, these aren't made for adults. You know, these are more made for the kids. And I have to admit, I have really fallen in love with this line. Um, more so than I thought I was going to. Uh, just because of 
the amount of characters we get, um, the durability of them, and all the different variations that we're getting. And it's, it's just an amazing thing to see in this day and age, to see them really just go all in like this. Good point. I mean, durability, that... The Clayface 2-pack with the exclusive Batman um, and the Bat-Cycle, that is one of my... The Clayface specifically is one of my favorite new figures, and that Bat-Cycle rules. Yeah, no, it's great. The Batmobile is great. The Bat-Cycle is great. Um, everything they've really done so far has been stellar. Um, and, like, you know, I know we're focused on Batman, but... Um, Batman Beyond was actually brought up. Um, oh, please keep talking. <laughs> and there's no, they couldn't say anything, but he's in the minis. So there's, they had minis on, on, uh, display and the minis are going to go a little bit at the moment are going to go a little deeper than the main line, the four inch main line. But I don't think that's going to preclude, preclude them from, uh, doing, you know, that, that wide range of different batman figures oh, um i think you say minis are you talking about the ones in the barrels the the blind yeah, yeah, yeah. barrel thing yeah the blind barrel ones yeah yes so uh. Um, yeah uh and then turning it to uh the rest of dc yeah um, looking at everything they have um i think what's really interesting that we didn't know going into this is that the two packs, at least uh, initially, are also going to get singles releases. Uh, Darkseid probably was the only one that wasn't shown. Um, but Aquaman and Black Manta are supposed to get single card releases. Um, uh, Grodd and Flash are going to get single card releases. So that's nice. So you can pick which one you want. Right. Um one Green Lantern to start, but they definitely are looking to go deeper into the Green Lantern world. Um, so John Stewart's the first one, and yes, if you've noticed, if you've seen it, he does not have a ring on. Um, no, but yeah, but it's a prototype, so we'll see. Um, Brainiac and Lex Luthor looked amazing, uh, and these, at least from what they said in the booth, these all should be fall. Um, or late summer. Okay. Um, so, like I said, we're going to get a little bit of a break, uh, at least wallet-wise, for a lot of these. Um, the reverse flash looks really good. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman looks really good. Um, so, two females so far on the line. Uh, there's a regular Wonder Woman and a gold one. I think she'll be the chase. And then we'll also see a Catwoman in the Batman line. Um yeah, yeah, no, and, and they're going for the 12-inch, you know, the the limited posing 12-inch ones or 10-inch one, 12. I think they're, I think they're 10, 10. They're the they're the ones that kind of just look very like, you know, static that kids might carry around. Yeah, that's um, what uh, but, Daniel calls the, uh, what Daniel Pickett from AFI calls the shampoo bottle Batman. And see, I usually call them the coffin boxes. Because when they start <laughs> doing that, those lines, they look very coffin-esque. Um, and uh, they're also doing like a five-inch 
very stripped down line uh, initially with Batman uh, and there are pictures of those and the initial ones I think were let's see if I could find them uh, Batman Joker uh, let's see if I could find the rest of them the reason they caught my eye was there's a Nightwing so I'm in for that yes. um, sure um, there they are so there's a Joker a Batman a Robin another Batman with a blue costume um Joke, uh, Joker. Sorry, you Batman. About Bat- the big ones right now. No, uh, they're like the five-inch line. Oh, the Think five of like, inch, okay. yeah, they're kind of like very stripped-down packaging, no accessories. Uh, Mattel was putting these out, and they usually showed up at um, Walgreens in like the seasonal aisle, or they'll show up at Big Lots or one of the closeout stores. So they're like, you know, four or five bucks. Um, and they're kind of five POA usually. So arms, you know, legs, uh, and heads. So not a lot of articulation, no accessories. Um, but they're larger, they're a little chunkier. So there's something in between there. Oh, I think um, I'm looking at them right now. Okay. I got, it. it's in the Cape Crusader line. Um, or no, I can't see the packaging. Oh, let me see if I can. It's all good. I mean, the point is the breadth of this is, just it's a different scale is basically what it is okay what they're called yeah there's not a name for them they're just like the value i think they call them like the dc value line or the batman value line mm-hmm. um that's so awesome just, that they have just, that too yeah <laughs> so it's like all these different iterations within under the six inch scale um so i think i think it's fun i think it's fun i think there was a lot lot to see uh, overall, I think Spin Master really, really was like the booth to beat because they showed off so much as far as DC product went. I think that Man. they more than anybody else. I even DC Direct. So they seriously did. There is so I'm just scrolling through this one website. It is endless with the amount of just new stuff let alone the stuff they already have that i've seen that oh man there you're right it's like you go from imagine x then the five to seven year olds have uh spin master man do they have a lot so do you think um i guess i have two questions but the first one is going to be before i forget the cape crusader line so uh, just to be clear about the target involvement because there's the Batman the Cape Crusader comic that's at Target, and it ties in directly with the designs and the storyline of the Cape Crusader figures. Right. So, like, right, right now I'm looking at this 100-page giant that I got at Target. It's Batman the Cape Crusader number one. It's a compilation of four issues. Two of them are, like, Spin Master toy-related in mm. this Cape Crusader story. Yeah. Um, one is with King Shark, one is with Clayface, so it's cool. They do, like, a, a water adventure one, and then they do, like, your Arkham Asylum detective one with Clayface. Mm-hmm. What is... Do you know, like, what the exclusivity is with that? Is that stuff going to be available at Walmart and other places? The book? The... Well, just those toys, because it seems like those aren't available at Target, because like there's no, the creature so, chaos, and then there's also the Cape Crusader line within that. Yeah. So I, from what we when we asked, they said the creature chaos encompasses all of it. Okay. Um, 
and that's their focus for Batman for the year for okay. 2020. Um, I think the book was a Target exclusive. They work with different stores, so I think Target had uh, King Shark, and Walmart had Killer Croc. And definitely Clayface. And well, Clayface also was on Amazon. Okay. And I'm not sure how exclusive that one was because they know yeah, other retailers. Because it didn't have, have the sticker, Clayface. so that, I was confused about that one too. It didn't have like the Target exclusive sticker. Yeah. No, the only two Target exclusives were the King Shark Hammerhead and that variant, like bluish, dark kind of royal, like uh, navy blue Batman. Um, and then Walmart is getting cases. Um, Walmart had like uh, Batman, like a full Batman case with like three or four different versions of Batman costumes. But I've only seen the Killer Croc single carded at Walmart. So I think they're trying to spread it out as much as they can. So different stores are getting different things. Um, and then the main line, uh, like everybody gets like. I think everybody got Robin. I think everybody got Nightwing, Joker, Man Bat. Um, and then I'm not sure it, they weren't super clear on uh, retailers for DC, the DC heroes, because you can get them on Amazon. DC uh, heroes. You, like the the Superman, Cyborg, that first wave, Flash. Oh, got it. Spin Master still. Okay, I just want yeah, to make sure. Spin Master. Yeah. Um, they weren't super clear on if it was Target exclusive or not because I haven't seen them in a brick and mortar store except for Target. Um, but I think they're selling through Amazon too, so and Entertainment Earth too. So I think it's specialty and Target. It's um, like I said, we didn't get as much time as we would have liked with the team, um, just because it was one of the busier booths. They had a lot of on-camera uh, interviews, but uh, as we kind of write up our piece on it and throw up our pictures, uh, we'll probably reach back out for clarification on a few of them. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how busy they must have been. The other exciting thing about this, anyone listening to this episode in posterity, like, don't take for granted if at the point in time of you listening to this that Spin Master's been making Batman and DC stuff for a while. We're only, uh, you know, Toy Fair was only like a month and a half just under two months after an explosion of, you know, there being Spin Master, zero DC Spin Master, and now all of a sudden we're just getting, and specifically Batman. So for me as a Bat fan, ever since January 2nd, along with the McFarlane, um, you know, there being no Master toy license, McFarlane then, you know, announcing it the next day after New Year's, along with Spin Master and all this stuff hitting the stores in January, um, it's been really exciting. So like, was there any talk of how, you know, and not just to make the point for the listeners, but like, what was kind of maybe, uh, cause I brought that up. I know in my interview to Mick Farland, but because I didn't go to spin master, how did that kind of factor into uh, your coverage there? Did they talk about how recent all this was? I don't think, well, at least from like a toy perspective, I don't think that that, was that much of a turnaround i think that they've been working on these projects for a while Mm. um i think that might have been that could contribute a little bit to um 
McFarland's lack of product, um, past wave one. Like, uh, I think what we saw, I think what we heard was whatever was on display, there are an additional 11 figures coming out in 2020 um, from McFarlane. So mm-hmm. all the stuff we saw out, the Arkham and the White Knight figures, um, those are going to be in addition to another 11 figures. And at least from a collector's perspective, um, I recently just bought 20... 18 to 22 Marvel Legends and I know Hasbro is like a machine when that stuff comes out Um, and I know Mattel's been at a slower pace as well as far as the DC stuff goes where we're getting like two waves a year of like four to five figures Um, but as a DC fan I'm a little bit sad I would have liked to like that's why I think I'm loving Spin Master so much is because it's just like they put it all out like and it's not like this trickle where like you can go to the store and within yeah. a week I had like all of them and then I'll get a little mm-hmm. bit of a break. And then once summer comes and the fall, you know, holiday season comes up, we're going to get another big dump of toys. And that's kind of exciting. I like I like that. Um, but I wanted more. Um, I brought it up with DC collectibles. Um, you know, a couple of. You know, they went from like looking at classic looks or maybe modern looks on the DC Essentials line, um, and now they're kind of going head deep into the deceased line uh, or the deceased looks. So all the zombie-looking characters. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like for me, I I don't know if I'm good. Like I've I've bought all of or most of the essentials so far. But I don't know if I'm going to go back and buy a zombified Hal or a zombified Superman. Um, (laughs) It's, you know, so making those, at least from my perspective, full waves or like a year's worth of figures, um, that isn't too appealing to me. It's going to kind of probably make me not buy many toys from them for a little bit while I'm waiting for them to get past that and do something else. Um, so, uh, you know, and then we also question them a little bit because the price point's pretty high. Um, and we for understand the that the low, for the essentials, what are um, they the price, uh, 28, 26 to 28, depending on what store you buy them at. Yeah. For essentials, that is pretty high. Um, considering there's no accessories or next to no accessories, um, for the characters and, we just point blank ask like hey is this trend of like no accessories going to continue <laughs> and they were like well you know when it's appropriate we'll add an accessory and my response was you put out two green lantern characters in your last wave neither one of them came with lanterns or constructs <laughs> and even if they did they don't have a hand that can hold an accessory so <laughs> like Hal Jordan and Sinestro both have open hands um, so even if they wanted to hold a lantern that you could get from another line, they can't. Um, so I really like the aesthetics of the line. Like really, it's the only reason I'm buying them. Um, but for me of all the lines we saw going forward, I think spin masters top, I think McFarland has my interest. 
What about um, the DC Direct animated figures? I. So I have a really love hate relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, my Batman literally shattered my my first Batman. The <laughs> bat my the first Batman they put out um, literally shattered like glass. Um, oh my. And Catwoman also broke. And when I tried to return them to the store, um, one store that I bought the Batman at uh, didn't have another one and then would only do store credit. And that kind of bothered me because I had paid with cash. Um, And the Catwoman, I was told by the shop owner, um, these are collectibles. I should not be opening the packages, what? and that's why. I, um, and and I love Jim, and at the time, uh, it was Kevin, um, yeah. that that I knew at DC, and I mean, I probably could have just emailed Kevin and just been like, or or Jim, or or any of the people there, and been like, hey, I'm doing a review. This thing broke within a minute. Can I get a replacement? I'm probably mm-hmm. could. I don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but, uh, so for me, it was like, I'm paying 28 bucks or 30 bucks for a figure or more. And it was too much at once. So I was in and then I kind of pulled back and have been out. And there's Mm -hmm. part of me that wants to go back. Um, but I feel like once I didn't get the back cave, it was like my stopping point. Like (laughs) it was like, okay, I didn't get the back cave. All right, and then I didn't get the Batman Beyond set, and I'm like, okay. Um, and there's part of me that wants to go back, and then I didn't get that five pack with Renee Montoya. So like, I, I had all these like little stop points where I'm like, well, I can't afford to get that one on the secondary market. Okay, yeah. well I'm not going to, but there's part of me that kind of wants to, um, uh, maybe sell off some of the New Adventures figures that I have, um, and then go back and get like the original animated series scarecrow and poison ivy and killer croc and kind of stick to that one aesthetic um Mm -hmm. but being a nightwing fan it's kind of hard because i also want them all to match with nightwing and i need the new adventures so i just stopped (laughs) um i think they're fun i think what they showed off is fun i think it gives uh, a deeper life to the line um is there, I don't know, uh, is there anything left for them to make? Well, do you um, know, I was going to ask what uh, on that topic, like, what do you think of the Batman, the adventures continue idea that they're doing? Well, that's what I mean. I think that that gives them a longer life as far yeah. as a aesthetic line. Um, and is there really anybody else to make? I mean, they made Hardak, they've made the expression packs, they've done the Batmobile, the cycle, the uh, the bat plane they've done alfred and the bat cave um they did the little diorama like jail cell i mean they did gordon I, you know maybe maybe civilians because they did gordon did they ever do a bruce wayne they never did a Bruce Wayne. They never did a Bruce Wayne Batman uh, new Batman adventures. They also never did. A dirigible, so they never did a blimp because they said that. <laughs> yeah, I don't the think best. they're getting there. They didn't do the Jauka mobile. They're not going to get a blimp. Um, 
I mean, I guess uh, I'd like to have like a Barbara, uh, Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne, Tim Drake. Like, I guess I wish I could see that. Um, yeah. They never really dove into um, the uh, Batman Beyond universe. No, like, they didn't. I was going to say um all the villains uh the joker returns like having that joker and maybe a tim drake you know there's a lot of i guess you you know the expanded and then i think what also kind of got me out of that was the aesthetics like the john john jones the martian manhunter from the jlu line that they did looked Mm -hmm. really great um and then you got like these weird looking like John Stewart didn't look right and Wonder Woman kind of looked a little weird like her limbs didn't work and they've always all companies have had a problem translating those Bruce Tim two-dimensional drawings into three dimensions because they don't work that way yeah. um so like it, it was all these like little stopping points and then the price points yeah um where you know it's thirty dollars and I could pay sixty and get a, you know, SH Figure Arts or MayFX or Metacom or you know these third-party ones that are kind of like of different characters, that are ten times as articulated, ten times the accessories, and yes, twice the price. But like, I'm buying that new Hush Batman that's coming out. Like, I'd rather put the you know, sixty to eighty bucks towards that. Oh, the Mayfax. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, you know, then uh, essentials maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I I solely went into the essentials line to give my McFarland uh, DC figures somebody to pose with, um, because scale wise they kind of match up. So I've got a Brainiac with Superman and Cheetah with uh, the Mezco Wonder Woman. So I just you know. It's it's a supplemental line. I don't think they like that when I brought that up that I use it as a supplemental line. Um, <laughs> but hey, I'm still buying your product, right? So it's like the extras in a movie. Yeah, very much. Um, yeah, yeah, essentials don't. I don't. I, I've never gotten the. Uh, I've never gotten them really. I, I feel like they there's a lot they can do um, more with that. And it would be cool, like as much as I love, obviously I adore anything animated with the, you know, with my podcast and anything animated, it's still like, I, I think those lines should continue forever. There should always be at least one animated line. Um, there should be, uh, if they are going to play around with deceased, then what they should have done is like, it's just then, then the problem is that there's just too much DC essentials. Cause it's like, really the deceased is just, the DC Essentials dead. So now you just right. have two huge sets of DC Essentials, and the problem with that is, like you said, like how many people are actually buying maybe one or two, but no one's going all out. So you, what you've kind of done with that is, like, action figure-wise, you had three sets that you could have put out this year, and for the most part, two-thirds of them are sets that, like, most people could kind of do without. Not to say that, like if they were put out separately or that they're bad in and of themselves. But it's like, it just seems like a lot of essentials to fill up two thirds of your action figures for toy fair. Doesn't it? Well, I, so from my perspective is that, you know, they're not, they're not slow rolling this thing, right? It's, 
if you're into essentials, but you're not into deceased, it, you really don't have much to look forward to right now because yeah. all the focus is there. Um, if you're into the deceased line, great. But, I mean, if we look at... Um, if we look at other toy lines, right? If we look at um, the, either the Spin Master stuff or the Imagine, the Imagine X stuff, I guess is 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 a really good sample, right? Um, a wave of Imagine X has like two Batman packs and maybe two DC Universe packs. So a wave of Essentials is usually four figures, two of them deceased, two of them comic, you know. So at least like they're not languishing on the shelf. Mm. Um, the other problem is it's only comic shops and I don't know about the ones where you are, but most of them won't order this stuff unless they've got a customer to order it. So you have to buy the figure sight unseen. You have to ask for them. Um, and I've kind of jumped in late. So I have like had to really hunt down these extra older essential figures because no shops carry more than one or two at a time. Um, How does that benefit? Like, why would they not put them at out at Target and other shops? Well, I think that's a, that's a, I, so, uh, I, it all has to do with distribution channels and deals with stores and, uh, real estate at a store. And, a company like Diamond uh, or DC Collectibles um, d- would like to meet with them and like to have their product in their store, but um, it's not something that they, um, through no fault of their own, um, yeah. do. I mean, I think the DC last year was all excited. DC Direct or DC Collectibles, DC Direct was all excited last year that the little mini blind bags of the black and white statues were going to be in Walmarts. And they were hoping that that was going to blossom into something bigger. But yeah. um, the problem is I don't think target honestly, or Walmart knows the difference. They know, okay, we got the three year old Batman's. Okay. We yeah, need the five year old Batman's. Okay. <laughs> we need the, we need the older people Batman's like, yeah. so then you're going to go in and say, DC Collectibles has to say, well, we're going to do a seven inch line. Well, we already have that. Like McFarlane's got space in our aisle. What's different? Like why? And they're like, well, it's, it's, it's more collectors. Well, we're not, we want mom and dad stuff. Like we don't want collectors necessarily um, as a primary thing. So I think there's a lot of that. I think NECA and Mezco or NECA and NECA and McFarland are changing that. Um, for sure with their kind of collector section. Um, I think that was a response to Toys R Us. Um, Mm. But at least the collector section in our Walmarts are getting smaller and smaller. Um, Target's being pretty consistent, but I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's just a sales thing and comic shops just, you would think that comic shops would be the saving grace, but I don't think people, it's an old argument of, well, the comic shops are going to charge you $35 for a DC, you know, for a figure. And you're like, well, I can go to Walmart or Amazon and get it for 19. Like, and they're like, well, we've got rent, we've got employees, we've got insurance, we've got this, we've got that. And I get it. I really do understand that from yeah. a business perspective. But, um, 
when customers have 10 options, um, consumer loyalty isn't going to save you. Um, <clears throat> like I, I bought a bunch of essentials from a comic book shop and I paid $26 a pop. And I looked up on Amazon later and I was happy to support the shop, but I looked and all the figures I bought were $20 each. So I could have saved $7 a figure, to be honest with you, if I bought them on Amazon. Um, And so it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, kind of getting off topic. So Toy Fair. Um, Yeah, that's all right. Um, Yeah, so let's, I move on from DC Collectible or DC Direct if you want. Um, what, so you did Spin Master, <clears throat> we talked about Imagine X, uh, I'm a big blind bag guy, mm-hmm. what, uh, what did you see for blind bags and or what else did you see that you think is worth talking about? Um, <clears throat> I don't know, I, as far as DC stuff goes, um, Lego didn't have anything out or to talk about really, um. Whatever's out is on shelves. Right. I mean, they've got more, but they've only showed stuff through June. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time in Funko, um, so I don't really know what they had necessarily. Yeah, I went um, over there. They had some stuff. They they still have. Well, I'm excited about there. They have still Batman eighty stuff, and they're just continuing to make it. Yeah. And I'm um, like, bring it. I'll take that all day. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Mezco. I mean, seeing Two Face and KG Beast. Um, in person looked really cool. Mm, uh, yeah, I've got both of those on pre-order for sure. The Batman 66 five points. Oh my god! Like yes, talk about those. Set. I'm really excited for that. Um, Wait, did you say playset? Yeah, like the Batmobile Batcave. Oh wow, I didn't see that part of it. I've mm-hmm. only seen the stuff online. Yeah, no, there's a like a Batcave with like a Batmobile and all the villains and Alfred and like it's oh, like a oh. yeah, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely it's what um was it Funko that did the Batman sixty six like the little line? It's what they should have done. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, good yeah. point. They should have gone all out and they never really did with that. Well, no, maybe it wasn't Funko. Well, no, you're right. They, Fun- I'm looking right at it. They had a they had a whole action figure line. I have the. I have Bookworm, and then they did a Batmobile, but they never did like a full-on Batcave or anything. Yeah, so this is exciting. Um, oh my god! Trying to think what else. Yeah, I mean, it was a busy week. I think I think I've hit my highlights. I think cool. Um, as far as DC stuff goes, I think that's the exciting part. And uh, yeah. Awesome yeah. man. Yeah. Well, of thanks for coming on DC Collecticast to talk. Toy Fair. Thanks for deep. Thanks for DC debriefing us. No problem. Glad to be here. <laughs> um, awesome. So, do you have any? I mean, I guess the answer to that would be Toy Fair is going to be your most recent exciting coverage on the page, right? Yeah. So, uh, casterscorner.com uh, with K's. Ninety um, percent of all of our coverage went up on our Instagram and social media. Uh, we're at Casters Corner at all of those. Um, and we've got two podcasts that we did at the show, uh, coming out on the Cornercast podcast in the next two weeks. Um, we were just trying to get all the content up before we got to the podcast, but those are all, yeah. they're in the can and ready to go. Awesome. Multimedia. 
Yes. <laughs> um, oh, this was so good, man. So cathartic. I, it And it was very much like the opposite, but a similar feeling of like being able to kind of almost vent and, and debrief someone else with my coverage, but then like on the knowledge side of, uh, and I guess, you know, having been a teacher, it was similar to that of a class experience of like learning a bunch, but also teaching is just as fun. And I learned so much and saw so many pictures of, uh, honestly, stuff that I had not looked up or known about until tonight. So this was fantastic. Yeah, cool. Very cool. All right, man. So check out Caster's Corner and uh, awesome talking to you, Khalil. Good, great talking to you too. All right, later, man. Later. Hey everybody, this is Todd McFarlane at the DC Multiverse and you're listening to DC Collector Cast.